everyone, welcome to the Emotional Man Podcast, where we are discovering how business leaders are building successful families. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Emotional Man Weekly Podcast. Today, as promised, Jason is back. And we're talking about the second stage of mental health. So this is the kind of the the reconstruction stage. <laughs> yep. Yes, it is. Yeah. You've hit rock bottom. You've crashed and burned. You're struggling getting out of bed. We're going to hear from Jason. What exactly was his crash like? Something that we can all relate, probably relate to. And then just how did he pick up the pieces? So Jason, I'm turn the floor over to you right off the bat. Talk to us about what was it like for the crash? What led up to it? What did it look like? And how did you snap out? Yeah. Uh, again, thank you for having me. And what led up to it was, I think in the previous episode, we had talked about, I had mentioned kind of these pillars that had had been recognized in my life early on. And as I you know, go through this rebuilding, the crash and rebuild of myself, in therapy, I mentioned that you rebuild. I have these pillars that kind of make me who I am and my foundation, if you will, which is a physical, a spiritual, a mental and work, emotional, social aspect. And so we spoke on our last episode how each one of those pillars began to have cracks in it because of unbalanced issues in my life. And I wasn't attending to each pillar and trying to fill those cracks and keep my foundation solid on that downward slope. And as we mentioned before, we had two brand new twins. My work had been going through some changes at work. I would just hit paternity leave when those changes happened at work. And so when you're on paternity leave, you're not able legally to talk to people at work. It's like this separation. Hey, you're legally on leave. Boom. you, You can't have those conversations. And so work, um, all of a sudden not sleeping because newborn twins i'm getting up every single night with my wife i had never done this before me and her at the same time right each one has a baby you have timers we're up every two hours it's this and then so it's multiple times a night we're not sleeping and the physical aspect i didn't want to get up and go work out i didn't want to go for a bike ride I, i physically just was not able to do anything i was so tired and so that pillar began to have cracks and become and shift my foundation spiritual. I've grown up Christian and a believer in God, our father and Jesus Christ. And during this time, I was exhausted. I didn't start, I didn't really pray much. I wasn't going to our Sunday meetings. I wasn't reading the word of God or scripture. I wasn't feeding that pillar. I wasn't taking care of that pillar. So that began to crack and my foundation starts to do this. And then I start to mentally just be waver a little bit. I start to mentally, I can't talk to anybody at work about what the changes that just happened that, that affect me directly. I'm not sleeping. I'm not, do, I'm not doing all these things. So mentally, I just start to just spiral in this effect. And so what led to that one night, I had just come back that I had been on paternity leave for two months and I'd come back and come off of paternity leave, a couple of weeks at work, and these changes had happened and, and got a new manager. I had lost my senior partner and I was expected to just do so much, but I was still in this state of unbalanced. Those other pillars were crumbling, if you will. And 
had a meeting with my manager one afternoon. He just said, hey, this is going terrible. What are you doing? And so mentally for me, I was just like, whoa. All of a sudden that mental pillar just broke. And so I came home. I sat on my floor that night. And I'll never forget, I just broke down. I, I All those pillars had just crumbled and everything that had been me had just finally broke. And it had gotten to that point where I sat on that floor and it was the darkest place I had ever been. It was, I have to quit my job. I have to give up how, our lifestyle. I have to, uh, all these unrational very irrational too. And I started to vocalize them. And my wife is sitting next to me like, what is happening? And I'll never forget. I just, that weight of everything. I had these tunnel, this tunnel vision of what my life had become, what it was, what it was because of all those things that just had compacted and then broken me down. And I sat there that night and I said out loud to my wife, I said, I just, I feel like I'm going to die. It was that heavy. And it was one of these things where I'll never forget. And I don't ever want any person to ever feel that ever. And there was no hope. It was just nothing mattered. I I was dark. I was alone. And for the next couple week or two, I didn't get out of bed. And I, we, I remember my, one of my kids came in one morning and been a couple mornings and she said to my wife she said hey why isn't dad getting out of bed and it was one of these things where okay i need some help i never needed help before but it was a different kind of help now it was my my wife would just try and get me to do something right to be back who i was jason just get up go to the gym just get up, go for a bike, go for a walk. Just get up out of bed, brush your teeth, put some clothes on. But it was this step-by-step process that I just, my, my, my mental capacity wasn't there anymore. And so that's, that was that whole breakdown. Oh, what snapped you out of it? Like, how do you come, how do you bounce back from that place of darkness? Yeah. Just. For those who are in it and may be listening, or those who um, are wondering, uh, how do how do they get out of that dark place? How did you get the energy to get out of bed? Yeah, and if anyone who listens to this is listening, I say to you, I see you and I feel you. I've been there before. It is a place you can get out of. There is absolute hope. Because I'm sitting here talking right now to you. What we did was after about the two week mark, it was okay. We need some serious help in the ter- in terms of therapy. I needed to just talk to somebody about what was going on in here, what was blocking everything out. And so I went to I, I had two different types of therapy in terms of one therapist and then another. The first therapist that I went to, I've mentioned before, uh, he started me on one medication for anxiety. And so I got on medication as well, some prescription medication. And it's interesting. I want people to know that therapy and medication, it has a weird connotation around it. I feel like society still has this, I think we're doing better, but I want people to know that the 
true synonym of therapy I learned is a healing treatment. It's that's what a, a synonym for therapy means. And I started going to therapy and I learned about those four quadrants of my life or four pillars, physical, spiritual, mental, and work, social, emotional, that those four that had all broken down. And so through therapy and talking, that's the biggest thing. I, I One of the biggest things I, I want us guys and men to know is that I know we're not good at it. I know that I wasn't before. And still, if you, got, if you ask my wife, she's, I don't think you are still that great at telling uh, how you feel and emotion and things like that. But just there's power in, in releasing how you feel. There's power in speaking this. There's power in talking to somebody. And for me, talking in therapy was nice because um, there, it didn't have any backstory to what I was saying. They didn't like, we got to know each other, but it wasn't on a, a personal level that kind of maybe came with some baggage, if you will, or came with, if you opened up to a family member, but if that's who you open up to, by all means, please, that I, I'm just speaking more to, towards therapy in general. Got on another medication for depression. So I was diagnosed with severe anxiety, severe depression through multiple sessions of therapy. And what that did with the medications, it almost was like a um, helper in blunting everything that I was feeling negative. It was helping me just sort through and rebuild each pillar and not have everything come at me all at once, creating that almost that anxiety and depression to a level of not getting out of bed, a paralyzing limit, if you will. And so I think the medications, I know the medications help me filter and slowly ease back into feeling all these emotions and feeling all these things from work, from, uh, from all the family things, from all the pressures that I felt, uh, from all the just day-to-day priorities and things that I needed to do to provide for a family, to be there for a family, to become me again. And so that's also what I want others to know about that. You rebuild yourself. I think for anyone listening now, you try and rebuild yourself. Find your anchors, find your pillars. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I'm a big fan of his. And uh, he talks about his anchors and he'll speak about it right there as he's post-workout. Hey, I had a, a terrible day yesterday, but I woke up because I knew that this anchor today, working out, being getting his grind in that morning would try and give him the best hope of success for that day. And so uh, I felt what I did, I was at a point where I'll pull him back my spiritual side. I talked to my dad and my dad said, Hey, we finally pulled in my parents and her and my wife's parents, because we just needed some, a little bit extra help. I put a lot of pressure and a lot of ownership on my wife during this time and to run the family basically. And so going back to talking with my dad, he said, what, how you, after all these things and multiple conversations, Hey, just try something for me. Oh, just read a passage of scripture every day. Just try it. He said, I don't know how, why, but something about it has helped me throughout my mid 60. He's mid late sixties in his life. He just says there's some power to it. So I tried to realign that and build that pillar back up step by step, trying to center myself back to God and uh, 
that was a big thing for me, to be honest with you. That was something that really pulled me back into kind of a, a center state. And so these were some of the things that I, it, it's this day by day. Another thing I'll say to anyone listening is it's, it doesn't, it, it took me a full year to be better again. Give yourself grace and time, but know that it's, it's a step-by-step process. Take it literally day by day. Have your day by your daily things that you can do, your anchors, right? You wake up, you tell yourself it's going to be a good day or, hey, today may suck, but I'm going to make the most of it. Or, and then you can get up, go for a walk or that night, go for your walk or have things that help you rebuild your foundations, those pillars in your life each day. What prevented you from going to therapy in the first place? Yeah, good question. I didn't know I needed it. <laughs> I was unaware. I had never experienced their therapy before. It was one of these things that in my life, I had never really explored, not even just not explored, but just talked about with people and talked about, hey, it's therapy is something so much more than just someone sitting back there with the pad and just jotting out notes that you're stressed about. What are they writing about? Why, it's something I just said. What's what's this cat and game mouse cat and mouse game that we're doing? It was so different than that, at least in my experience. But yeah, I had never really known what it was or taking any type of step or action to explore it. Which was um, another thing. I I I hope men can explore more. What do you think are some of the stigmas that men currently hold that are detrimental to getting help? If you're emotional, you're not manly. (laughs) That's still a big stigma for us. And you can wrap that into talking about your feelings. You can wrap that into seeing your wife seeing you cry, one of your kids seeing you cry. You can wrap that into, there's so much that you think about past generations, right? They were, the the things they had to do in history didn't, it, it was so different that they just, they didn't explore that and so it trickled down from generation to generation and now i I may even challenge that i there's there's two things here that i think being a the the name of the podcast is the emotional man i think what's so often and you can even see in what you just said is that we when we think of emotions if we think of someone as emotional yeah we automatically like picture this weeping person (laughs) Who's <laughs> just like irrational and feminine and just yep. like totally losing it. Yes, we do. Whereas if I ask someone, that man over there who's being brave, courageous, resolute, determined, ambitious, is he emotional? And I just listed seven emotions. I and love the, that. The fact we, we need to recalibrate what the emotional man is. Yes. The whole picture. Yes. It's not just sad. It's not just despondent or worried or anxious. It's the whole package. It's the, it's the determined. It's positive. the bravery, the courage, the vulnerability, the being resolute. You think of all the manly characteristics, someone who's stoic, someone who's resilient. Oh, yeah. Those are all emotions. I love that. I just want to, I, I, and I think one of, one of the stigmas I try to break on this show is helping people realize that if you ever felt frustrated, 
angry, upset. Those are all emotions. Have you ever felt at peace? Have you ever felt content, satisfied, proud? Yeah, literally every, all these things that we do every day, every hour we have, yeah, we have emotions every hour. That's phenomenal. I love that. That's definitely a stigma we need to break. And I couldn't, you said it perfectly. That's something that I hope you and I and everybody in this space continue to bring forward. That's amazing. And so I, I, what I love about Jason here is that A, it's okay to feel negative emotion because it's part of life. It's part of the spectrum of life. And if you can't, it's, if, if emotions were color, like not willing or suppressing um, emotions, you're, you're, you're suppressing and muting your capacity to experience life. Mm-hmm. And that is how you become a psychopath. <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't feel emotions, you, you will have a very difficult time making choices. Yeah. It, this is shown in psychology. And so, Jason, thank you so much for opening up, letting us see inside of this, this dark time. And the truth is, to one degree or another, there, there's a spectrum here. We've all had those dark moments and nothing's, we're not broken. Or even if we are unbalanced or even if we are broken, that doesn't mean we don't have worth. We are all worth love. I, I love the fact that you, one of your affirmation is you are loved. Even if that person who's loving you is. <laughs> that, and that's, that's why I think some of the, one of the hardest things, even if that is person, that person is you. I think we are our own worst critics. I say that all the time. And I think we need to do, especially as men, and this is something I'm working on, is continue to tell yourself you're doing a good job. You are doing a good job. Even if you feel like, again, you have those kind of blinders on, take them off, try and take them off for a second and look at all the accomplishments you've had in your life. Look at how start to name things that in your life that you, that you don't have quote unquote but have that have uh, are able to bring you that uh, centering that peace and for you for your own mental state and who you are that you are loved absolutely if even if you feel like nobody does i promise you god does that's the one thing i will say for sure i promise you amen amen thank you jason everyone this has been jason davies we're excited for the upcoming third and final episode. We're going to be talking about, well, this is the reconstruction, but how do we aim for real growth? We've learned from the past. We've hit rock bottom. We've built ourselves back up. And how do we start aiming for real growth? And that's what something we'll be explore uh, next time. So thanks everyone for joining us. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Emotional Man podcast. If you're a business leader whose family's in pain and you're looking for a change in direction, I invite you to join our eight week family turnaround program, which gives families just like yours the tools and skills you need to reconnect, heal, and lead your family turnaround. You can learn more by clicking on the link in today's show notes and description. We'll see you soon.